Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. All right, you guys, today I'm going to address one of the biggest elephants in the room, I think, right now, as far as the entrepreneurial space goes, and that is social media and how we are social mediated out. (laughs) Is that a phrase? Can I make that a phrase? I have heard this from multiple people. I started hearing this pre-pandemic, so six or seven months ago. I've heard it recently from people. We are just getting to a point where social media is wearing us out. And so if you listened to last week's episode, which was episode one in the Rebel series, this is episode two. If you missed episode one, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. I share a personal story and start diving a little bit into why I'm talking about social media. So go back and check that out. It'll give you good context, excuse me, for our episode today. But if you've already listened, you have heard me talk about how when I moved from Western Pennsylvania to Columbus, Ohio this past April, I that's when I started detoxing from social media. And I have been off it since then. That was what, four months ago now, into almost five, and I do not miss it at all. And I want to dive into this topic because I feel it is very important for not just our businesses, and I know that's a question, we've been led to believe that we have to be on social media, we have to be on it all the time, and how can we not be on social media when we have a business? But it's also a question of our own personal happiness and growth and health and even if you want to look at that not just from our own health perspective think about how that relates to how you run your business because you are your business and so I think it's very important that we look at what we are getting from social media really and truly and and are we getting anything from social media Or are we just stuck in this rut and we just don't know as a community what to do? That's why I want to talk about this in the Rebel series. I want to spin this this in its head a little bit. And I'm going to start by, first I'm going to kind of, not kind of, I'm going to hit, I have a bulleted list, ladies. (laughs) So if you, it sounds like I'm reading from a list at some point. It's because I have a bulleted list. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. I want to go down what, this being off social media has done for me. The po- There's so many positive impacts that have come from this. And then I want to talk about how we can kind of zero in on what is really, what are we really getting out of social media? And also what, sh- what should we actually be aiming to get out of it? What is reasonable? What is healthy? What is still good for our business, but also good for us? And just what what else can we do to 
cultivate community and to, you know, not just for the sake of cultivating community, but also to help grow our businesses, right? Because that's how we get sales. So let me share my story. Let me share the things that I am so happy about and see if they resonate with you. Have your own little inner checklist. Say, yes, that is either something that I desperately want, but I've been afraid to do. Or, you know, it's been the back of my mind, but I'm afraid to entertain it. But yes, like that, just, I want that box to be checked for me. And (laughs) if I could do it, I would, because you probably can. All right, so again, I've got me a list because I wanted to make sure I hit all these things, but this is what, this is how my life has improved so much since I have been off social media. So the first thing, and I alluded to this, I talked about it in the first uh, episode of the Rebel series last week, is that being detached from social media got everybody else's voices out of my head. The reason why that is so impactful and powerful is that it helped me to zero on in on my own voice, to hear what I wanted, and to refocus on how I'm wired and what I'm passionate about and what have I been wanting to do, but that's never come to fruition through any of the courses or the coaches or the things that I've bought. I had to get, I had to quiet all the other voices so that I could focus on my life and myself. And by doing that, I was able to gain a much better perspective on my business, on my life, and to make better decisions because of that. Again, I don't think we realize how much just going down a Facebook feed for, it could be 30 minutes a day, it could be an hour a day, you know, how much time we spend on all of the platforms, Instagram, how much we're taking in. Now, I will say that I this affects me more than uh, 80% of the population because one of the things that I have discovered in the last few months is that I am part of a 15 to 20% of the population that is constantly taking in more information than the other 80% and I'm deep processing things in a way that that 80% isn't. It's a verified scientific trait, but that's which I can talk about, but that's a whole other podcast, so I don't want to go deep into it. So, because I remember, you know, before I figured out that I had this trait, when I would talk to people about how I was tired of scrolling down my Facebook feed, which was full of all the other entrepreneurs, and they were posting about, you should try this, or you need to do this. And for me, because of the way I'm wired, my brain will instantly latch onto the idea, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense for me, and it starts like deep processing it. And so for me, going down a Facebook feed was just much more, it's much more noise and it requires much more energy and it takes so much more focus off of my own life than it may for somebody who's part of the 80% who don't have that experience. But I think we can all safely say hundred percent across the board that having that much distraction and that many ideas is not necessarily helpful or healthy it's a way for us to kind of we start envying people we start wondering if we should be doing you know our things this way because they are 
we are you know if their marketing is really good their marketing hooks we get emotionally attached to whatever they're talking about it's it's just a really tough place to be and so by letting go of that though i have purged all of that distraction from my life i'm not focusing on what everybody else is doing what everybody else is saying that i should do i'm focusing on what i feel or think i should do what my voice is now the loudest voice instead of the smallest voice. The other thing that I am absolutely loving about not being on social media is that I don't have to constantly feel like I need to put my life on display. So you all know how it is, right? You're taking the kids for a walk in the park, uh, right now hopefully socially distancing, you're, you know, maybe before like you were going on vacation or you're working on this, you know, business video at home, there's always in the back of our minds, at least for me, well, I could put this on as an Instagram story, like I should share that. Or if I'm walking in the park, I'm framing like how this view of the sun and the trees, you know, I'm framing that in my head for an Instagram post. So I could never fully be in the moment in life because I was half of my brain was trying to figure out how to make it look on Facebook or Instagram for no particular reason because right we're fighting algorithms who knows how many people is going to see it and even if they see it how much of a relationship are we building and I'll get to that in a minute so I don't I don't have to do that anymore I find I'm so much more grounded I can enjoy myself when I'm out and just be present which means I'm able to detach from other things. So if I step away from doing business or recording a podcast and I go uh, walk my Greyhound Hobbs for an hour, I'm just enjoying being out and I'm taking note of the nature and I'm spending more time interacting with him and I'm not thinking about putting stuff online. It's so amazing, it's so amazing. One of the other things that I love about not being on social media and again, you all are like, I know the question, how do I run a business and make money if I'm not on social media? Hang tight with me, okay? Let's just go through and check some boxes and then ask a pivotal question. Just hang tight with me. So one of the other things that I love about not being on social media is I'm not constantly checking my phone all day. And part of that is, number one, it's saving me a ton of time and energy, right? Because the more that you're engaging with social media, that's time that you're not, you know, spending on your business. It's time you're not spending with your family. It's time not spending for yourself. It's just, it's a time suck, right? And you're getting on most of the time to see, like, did anybody like my post yet? Did anybody reply to my story yet? Did anybody share this thing that I tagged them in? It helps you to concentrate on the things that are important, your important work. I have this client thing today. I should be, I can want to be more focused on that than I am on checking to see how many people liked my thing on Facebook. And you're not, we're also not depending on those likes and those comments and those engagements for validation because that's one of the biggest traps of social media. And I found myself in this completely. When I was, I mean, Instagram was my platform of choice 
because I'm very visual and I was, I had like a spreadsheet of content that I was going to put up every day, Monday through Friday, stories, I had posts scheduled, but then life became about, well, how many people are liking it? How many people are commenting? Like who is actually, who, how many people have viewed my story? And I would find myself just checking throughout the day to see who or what has liked something as if that could actually fulfill me in some sort of meaningful way. Right, so it's it's a time suck and it's also a relational deception. I think that's a really good phrase and I that just popped in my head. I think it's a relational deception. It's we're trying to get validation from people that we want to have relationships with or just people who have you know come upon our stuff. And we want that as validation that what we're doing is okay or that we got that shot okay or that story audio was okay but it's not really giving weight to the things that matter uh speaking of community having let go of that letting go of social media i find that i've also lost this frustration around community and that's through several different things so let's just all agree <laughs> right now on an another ele- uh, elephant in the room, which is it's really hard to build real community online. If you just have an online community, like a Facebook group, and that is your only way of connecting, it's going to be really hard to create community. And it's not just because of the Facebook algorithm that doesn't want to share all of your posts, uh, which, you know, is also an issue. But it's because the things that really bond people and create those deep relationships are things that can only happen in person. So think about your strongest relational memories. I bet you, I want to say, I'm just going to go for it and say 10 out of 10. The best relational memories, 10 out of 10 times, are going to be in person. And they're going to be because you either were sharing some kind of really momentous occasion. Uh, It could be because there's, you know, a, a smell involved, like you loved being in your grandmother's kitchen while she made a certain pie. That's one of your favorite things was helping her to cook that pie. And every time you think about that, you can smell the pie coming out of the oven. So there's, there's taste and there's smell, which we can only get in person. And there are certain things that we can only do in person, such as organic conversations. You can sometimes kind of have that online, but usually when we're online, we're, you know, we're meeting for an hour with a client and then we're off. And if we get done early, then that's, we're glad to have that extra 15 minutes to get other stuff done, right? It's harder to be it's harder to recreate a situation where you're at a retreat with somebody or it doesn't even have to be a business event. You're just out with someone and you are spending an hour walking in the park and because you're just together in the same space, you just have those organic conversations and usually the organic conversations are the ones where we end up bringing up stuff where we, you know, oh, you went through that too? Or, oh, like you like that food too? Or oh, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. Here, let me give you a hug. Let me give you, um, let's sit here and I'll give you some advice that might be helpful. There's just, you just can't recreate that online. It's not the same. 
So all of the things that really bring us together as um, to build relationships and community, most of them, if not all, are really hard to recreate online. That's why it's so hard to have a Facebook group that has like amazing community without you constantly being in there all of the time. Um, and then there's the algorithm, right? We mentioned that a little bit ago. It's interesting because after I got off social media, I had a, um, a friend, Jess, who lives in Australia, and she pinged me on Messenger recently. And she, you know, I think I, because I had popped on, <laughs> the only time I popped on Facebook since I went off social media was to update my cover photo and my profile photo because I uh, tweaked my business. And so, of course, you know how you do that and then it pops up on your feed or your timeline that you, you know, updated your cover photo or whatever. And she happened to see that. And so she pinged me on Instant Messenger and said, you know, oh, I thought the algorithm just wasn't showing you to me. I think it's been doing, you know, doing that with other friends and I assumed it was doing it with you. And then when I actually went to your timeline, I saw that you just hadn't been on. So people can't even tell if you're on, <laughs> you feel like on or not on. It's, you know, I, I think we're all just tired of dealing with the algorithm. But anyway, yeah, it's community online is just, it's really hard and it's not the same as being in person. Um, the other and last benefit that I'll talk about before we spin into the deep questions about how social media and business go together is that I don't feel overwhelmed anymore, right? And I think a lot of you have similar issues with this because I've heard people talk about it. It's just overwhelming because every course and every coach has a Facebook group now and then we're all stuck in a ton of groups and so you're trying to keep up with content and content that's relevant to you but to get to the content that you're interested in sometimes or not all you know most of the time you have to sift through posts that's not relevant to you but then you get down a rabbit trail going down our feeds it's just so much and i think it's just become it's become overwhelming um and i don't miss that i don't miss just feeling like there's too much coming at me and I don't know what to do with it, right? And so I'm, I don't miss getting lost <laughs> in the feed. I don't miss that, right? You know, back when I was on Facebook, I might have argued that because how many times did I get sucked into interesting videos or interesting content and you think, how can I miss this? How can I not see this? I don't miss any of that now because most of it is not adding any value to my life. It was only taking value from my life, right? It was making me distracted. It was adding in too many voices. It was requiring too much of my time and energy. It was making me seek validation in ways that aren't healthy. It wasn't really feeding into my life. And that brings me to the main question again, that you, I know you all are wondering is how do I have a business if I'm not on social media? Now I will say, I'm not saying that you have to like never be on social media at all. Of course, with online businesses, you're going to need to communicate with your tribe or with your clients or with people who are interested in your services. So you can be on social, 
if that's the way that you you want to go just you need to limit it but i think in order to limit it it's not just about putting boundaries and saying i'm only going to be on an hour a day or i'm going to remove the apps from my phone every weekend although that's important but i think in conjunction with that it requires rewiring your mindset because we have been sold this idea in this space that you have to be online pushing out content all of the time and I think a lot of it comes from entrepreneurs who are now you know seven-figure entrepreneurs that back when they started the algorithms weren't fighting against them the algorithms or the way that these platforms worked were actually set up to help them but that's not the way it is anymore so I think that we're still investing in these concepts that, yeah, maybe social media would have helped our business a lot better back then, but it's not really doing the same thing for us as it did for these folks who are still telling us to, to do it this way. They also now have budgets to put into Facebook ads and to hire uh, social media specialists, and that's not something everybody can afford or even what we you know, would want to do even if we had the money. So here's what I'm going to pull back and say, and this is the question, this is square one where you need to start, okay? So again, I'm not saying you have to jump completely off social media. I have been loving not being on social media. I don't know you know, if or when I will go back into incorporating it in some way. I, again, because of the way I'm wired, like I explained earlier, for me, it's just so, it's just super, super beneficial for me to not be on those platforms but if you're somebody that needs to have that presence and you're not wired like me it doesn't it doesn't take as much from you as far as processing it and it overwhelming you great but i think we all need to start with this question and that is what are you really truly gaining from social media I mean, be brutally honest with yourself. I mean, sit down and, and make a spreadsheet, open a, a Google Doc and write down things like categories like how many sales have I gotten from Instagram, Facebook, or how many, platform, how, how many platforms you're on. If you have a more complex business where you're getting things from, you know, pings from Pinterest and it's a little harder to track, send that to whoever is handling that and just you know let them do at least a high level review decide how in depth you want to go if you're somebody who doesn't have a specialist and if you're you know you're only on like say Instagram and Facebook then focus on that but be brutally honest and say okay how many sales have i actually gotten from Facebook from Instagram in the last you know, three months, six months, a year, however you want to break it down. And then ask yourself, how many inquiries for my services have I gotten in the last three months, six months, year from Facebook, Instagram, etc.? And then, you know, how much profit have I made? How many dollars have come in the door from Instagram, Facebook, three, six months, a year ago? Okay. What are you gaining from your business like in black and white from being on social media? And then flip it on its head and look at the negative. How much time are you spending on social media a day? Add up a day, figure it out per week, figure it out per month, and then figure it out per year. 
and see how much time that you're dedicating to these outlets. Uh, oh, let me back up a second. And to the positive list, you could also add how many relationships that you have gotten out of that as far as like connections to somebody who wanted you to speak in an event or a fellow entrepreneur where you did a program together. Uh, count those as well. They're not directly rated, related to clients and sales, but that's also a positive you can take into account. But going back to the negative, just look at how much time it's taking you. Where, what is that time costing you? Is it time away from your business, from the focal things that you should be focusing on? Or things that could be more focal or powerful if you invested that time in them, time and energy? Is it time and energy away from your family, from your friends? Or in my case, your dog? Is it time away from caring for yourself? What kind of emotional and mental, uh, even physical effect is it having on your life? Are you looking for to social media for validation most of the time instead of having a lot of self-confidence or seeking validation from your close inner circle like your family and friends? What is it, what is it doing to you? What kind of effects is it having? Because here's the bottom line. You are your business. And sometimes we forget that as entrepreneurs, particularly as women, right? We forget that we are our business. So if social media is something that is taking from you and is not helping you become the best person that you can be, then it's time to decide how to switch things up. Either eliminate it, reduce it, hand it off to a VA, do something so that it's no longer this, this component that's taking from you. Make it something that's either just needs to be eliminated so you have room for other things because anything that's taking up space, something else can exist there. Maybe the time that you are giving into social media could be spent in creating, you know, like an additional program for your current clients. My dog is scratching his neck, which is moving his collar. So if you hear that, that's what that sound is. This is all his poor tags. Um, he's a retired racing greyhound. And I there's like three tags I have to keep on him at all times, even though he's permanently adopted. It's just a requirement when you get them. So my baby has like all of these tags around his neck. It's so sad. Um, but, you know, everything that you have that's currently taking up space in your life, if it's not serving you, that's room for something else. So it's creating like your next program. It's focusing on serving your key clients. It's giving time for yourself. Something else can exist there. And... There are other ways to cultivate relationships with people. So I think that's the other that's the other side of the coin of this lie of we have to constantly be on social media because that's the only way that we can connect with people because we're an online business. So as a retreat planner of in-person events, I'm going to say that's just not true for several reasons. One, particularly right now, when we finally get to the end of COVID, people are going to be craving in-person events like never before. So this is the perfect time 
to sit down and figure out how to incorporate in-person retreats into your business model. And they don't have to be large. You don't have to have a mat. I mean, retreats are usually smaller anyway, but you don't have to have, you know, 12 people, which I usually see as the max. You could just take your key clients who have been missing you so much and do a retreat and do it in a way that it's still profitable for you. Do add something that's in person so that people can get that connection. All those things I talked about before, the organic conversations, the having a dinner together, you know, doing activities together, like creating those memories that bond people together. And then you have much strong, you'll get much stronger connections out of that one, two or three day retreat than you would from a year of everybody being in a Facebook group. And that's going to be an investment, not just in dollars for your business, but for like everybody who is part of that group, because you're going to be closer together. You're going to support each other more. You're going to help each other's businesses grow. You're going to know each other better. You can help each other better as just people, all of that good stuff. And, and FYI, now is, again, like I said, now is the time to figure that out. Add a retreat to your business every quarter. Just make it a thing. And if you're scared about retreat, uh, retreat planning, that's why I'm here. Go to my website, download my freebie on, on how to make your event profitable. Okay. Buy my strategy, uh, my, what I call my, uh, neat retreat, which is a session, a low cost session where we hammer out the event formula that's going to work for you. Now's the time to do that. So when COVID is done and people are going to be going to all kinds of different events, you already have, you know, started, you got your plan. You're ready to go. You can sell, you can sell tickets. You've been talking about it. Like as soon as the vaccine came out, like people are going to come to your event, not to somebody else's event, right? Make, make in person, you know, once a year, once a quarter, make it happen. That's where you're going to create those connections. The other thing I'm going to suggest is just in general, find ways, doesn't have to just be in person, but find other ways to focus on deeper connections versus fighting the algorithms. So if you have, and I'm just throwing this out as an example, think of things that you could do to really um, go that extra mile and connect with somebody outside of just, you know, a Facebook group. Can you take your top 10, 20 clients and send them a small personalized gift? Can you send them a card? Can you do, what can you do? Can you, you know, have a a call with them just a one-on-one right now while things are, are funky, not as a business person, but just as a friend? Um, you know, Start, uh, you know, look into their needs, help connect them with resources. What can, what can you do to help create connection and relationship that's, that's not just everybody's in a Facebook group where you're fighting an algorithm all the time to be seen. And just because you're seen doesn't mean that picture or that story is going to resonate with them. Get them on the phone. Send them something that that creates a memory. Brainstorm how you can do that. 
And the other thing that I would say, just to wrap this all up, is just think quality versus quantity. So what I mean by that is when you look at all of the things that you offer or all of your business tasks that you do, how can you focus your efforts more sharply in certain areas? So if you know you need to draw back from social media, you're you're like, Jen, I'm hearing everything you've been saying during this podcast. <laughs> like, I'm with you, girl. Like, I'm so over it, but I've been just afraid to, you know, pull the trigger and step back. But I'm ready to do that now. And it's like, great. Okay, so now that you're getting that off your plate, look at other ways that you can like zero in on to make the sales happen, to make the prospective clients come in the door and start thinking outside the box. And when I say outside the box, I also mean the laptop. Because I think one of the things that we get, we forget or we get sucked into with the entrepreneurial space is that we just see all the other entrepreneurs as like our target market. But there are people outside of that. So, you know, like, do you have a business right now during, you know, we're still in COVID that you, you know, you have been focusing on online entrepreneur, other online entrepreneurs or clients that find you online, but is there a way that you could partner with businesses right now? Like brick and mortar businesses who maybe don't know how to handle the online space or an online option now that they have to social distance, but you could come in and partner with them and, you know, sell your services to their clients through them and help them understand how to do, you know, they can offer something that's online while we're still dealing with COVID. But really but hone in on it and make an experience where you're not just like, oh, it's a thing that I'm doing. Like make a point of building relationships with, with not just that business, but with those new clients. Just think, think more about, like think more about going the extra mile than about how many, like how many people are gonna see my posts and how many people can I bring into the funnel? I'm not saying that the funnel doesn't make sense or it's not a concept that's based in, you know, reality, but I think we get in that too much. We think we have to reach like thousands and thousands of people because by the time, you know, they go through our funnel, there's only going to be so many that are going to buy with us. But if you had somebody that came to you and you were, they were just humble and they were respectful and they really cared about what you needed and they had the right solution and they went the extra mile to just be there and to connect with you, you're going to, you're much more likely to have that person resonate with you and you're much more likely to build a connection that's going to be long lasting. And that is always better for business. So I will leave you with that thought this has been quite a lot. <laughs> I told you I had a lot of bullet points. I was not lying. But I'm hoping that this inspires you to just first to give yourself permission to even think about stepping back from social media. And again, you don't have to do it completely like I am. You can put certain boundaries in place and minimize. But really just first give yourself permission to say, you know, yes, there is truth in this. I know that I'm not getting what I feel I, sh you know, should be getting or have been told I should be getting out of social media. I've done this, this list like Jen suggested. And I'm seeing that's just costing me so much and I'm not getting anything. I'm giving myself permission to do that. 
So start there and then, you know, work your way forward. Be bold. Be rebellious. There's a reason why this is called the Rebel Series, (laughs) okay? I am not about adhering to convention. If it doesn't make sense, it needs to go, right? It just needs to go because it benefits you and it benefits everybody else. All right, ladies, I love you. We'll see you next week where we're going to delve into specific lies or unhealthy truths in the entrepreneurial space. And that one's going to be really juicy. So join me next week and I will see you soon. Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words, as always, could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.